If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And Midi can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Welcome back. Music unapologetically. Host Adam, co-host Travis. What's been going on, dude? It has been months since we've sat in this chair together in front of these mics. And I'm glad to be here. And I'm glad you're here. I'm glad to glad to be here with you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Life uh life's busy. Yeah, life is super busy. I know you've had a lot of yeah. stuff going on. Yeah, a lot of stuff going on, especially with the boy. Riley's playing football. It's going great. He loves it. It's something like Riley, um, he almost didn't, I, I don't know. Riley's never been a fan of wanting to play football. Yeah. Anytime I've ever brought up playing football to Riley, it was, nah, not interested. Don't want to do it. He played one season of flag football. They didn't let him play quarterback, so he wasn't interested. Your son's not built like a quarterback he's built like a unless that quarterback is jared lorenzen i don't know if you remember jared lorenzen the fat quarterback from kentucky yes i do remember (laughs) now that you put it that way yeah the fat quarterback from kentucky yeah but didn't he play arena football he played he played with the giants for a bit and then he played arena football and then he passed away from a massive probably health issued heart attack yeah yeah so so what made him want to get back into it? Or actually, get, I say get into it. So actually, he was at the Clemens High School basketball camp. Uh-huh. And that's where he goes now. He's a freshman there. And I think the second day of camp, the football coaches cornered him. Because he is a big kid. He's a, he's a, he's a baby-faced man. Right. A baby face and a baby-brained man. But definitely a man. Yeah, definitely the body of a grown man. Maybe still the coordination of a child. Yeah, definitely the coordination of a a what is it? What is a fawn? A fawn. Yeah, baby deer. <laughs> you ever seen a fawn try to walk right out of? But the imagine room? a two hundred and forty pound fawn. Yeah, he's six one, about two twenty five. And how old is and he? He's fourteen years old. That's what we call a breeder. That's yeah. Are you guys, yeah. you and mom, breeders? Yeah, breeders, breeding these beasts. Your, your baby's mother birthed a grown man, <laughs> yes, and he's just, he's just evolving like a Pokemon character. Standing next to me, he does not look misplaced anymore. He looks like he belongs and is definitely uh, a walker. But well, Riley used to look up to me, he, he and now I look up to him. <laughs> I want to grow up. Yeah, I want to grow up to be like Riley. To be like Riley. <laughs> So he got cornered by these coaches, and one of them told him something like, uh, I better see you at the football camp in a couple weeks. 
And Riley was like, yeah, you know, let me, let me think about it, whatever. So, uh, talks to us about it. Everybody involved agreed that if he wants to play, we'll play, you know? Yeah. So everyone's on board and I ask him one day and he tells me, I already told the coaches I wasn't interested. And I was like, Oh, okay. So about a week, probably less than a week before this football camp, he wakes up one day and he goes, I think I want to try football. And I go, are you serious? Hmm. And he goes, yeah. He goes, I think I, I think I want to play. And I said, okay, so here's the plan. Uh, I will sign you up for this football camp at Shirts Clemens High School mm. next week. If you like it, we'll do what we need to do to get you started. Mm -hmm. If you don't like it, you went to football camp, you tried it, cool. No big deal. Yep. And so uh, sign him up. He goes Monday. Uh, he said he liked it. He went in wanting to play defense, didn't really care much for playing offense because they knew they were going to put him on the offensive line. Mm -hmm. uh, and so I told him, you know, your uncle Josh, my brother, was an All-American tight end in college, hmm. Division three. I said his senior year he moved to offensive tackle. They did away with the tight ends. Mm -hmm. But they did not want Josh to transfer out. Because Josh was not only a receiving tight end, he could block. He's mm -hmm. strong. My brother's strong. Yeah. And so they moved him to offensive tackle. And my brother has made the statement before, if I knew how much fun playing offensive tackle was, I would have started that in high school. Hmm. He goes, I had so much fun, much more fun playing tackle than I did tight end. You don't hear those words often. Right. Skilled. Right. I don't want to play a skilled position. I'd prefer to play, you know, in with the with the dogs. So I told I tell Riley this and he's like, oh, okay, Dad, you know, whatever. I thought I played the most fun line position, snapping the ball. Well, yeah. I mean So now so now we're on Tuesday, day two of this camp, and he gets in the car afterwards after I pick him up and he goes uh, we start helmets on Monday, next Monday. And I go, we do. And he goes, yeah, I'm, I'm going to play football. I said, Oh, you're having fun, huh? He goes, yeah, I'm still loving defense more. Yada, yada, yada. So I'm like, okay, cool. So camp is over. Now he's in fall camp. Mm -hmm. The actual practices helmets. He's excited about everything. Like first day helmets, next day helmets. Next day, dad, shoulder pads tomorrow. A couple of days later, dad, full pads. Super excited. Mm. So I'm like, yeah, okay, cool. In the back of my mind, I am trying to figure out how to ease the blow of, okay, maybe he makes B team. How do I? Yeah. Okay, you know what? You've never played football before. You made B team. You're a big kid. You need to learn, you know, whatever, whatever. And so I tell him, I said, do you know when Mike Evans, he's a wide receiver for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Mm -hmm. I said, do you know when he started playing football? No. His junior year in high school. Hmm. And now he's a pro. Mm -hmm. 
kind of, yeah. you know, so that's kind of where I was headed. Uh, so fast forward to a Monday about a month ago, I guess, because they're four weeks into the season. Yeah, about a month ago. I get a email or something on the phone that uh, your child will find out what team he made today. And so I'm all day long. I'm like, okay, how do I, how do I make Prepare this? Prepare for this. Yeah, how yeah. do I, how do I make this kid feel better? And uh, so I go to pick him up, and you know Riley kind of walks kind of natural, naturally mm-hmm. slumped over mm-hmm. anyway. So with football we have noticed that his posture is a lot better. Huh. So he's walking more upright. Uh, I think CrossFit helped with that a little bit. Yeah, I was going to ask if that was part of the – Yeah. If CrossFit was part of the football thing or if football was part of the CrossFit thing. I think CrossFit was intended for basketball. Ah. But now it has translated into he loves going to the weight room after practice. Good. So He's got his energy up. So, anyways, he comes out of practice that day, that Monday, that he finds out what team he's going to make, and he has re- what's the word reverted back, mm-hmm. just slumped over, mm-hmm. kind of head down, not his usual jog to the car. And I said, "Ah, oh, this little turd made B team. I can tell." Mm-hmm. So he gets in the car. Hey, Dad. Hey, boy. Guess what? I said, what? I said, you okay? I said, did you make B team? No. I made A team. Like, suckered me in. Like, pulled me in. (laughs) (laughs) Pulled me in. Man, when I tell you, I have never been more proud of this boy Mm -hmm. in my life. Never for For getting you or for making the team? Both. (laughs) Got me. Pulled a me on me and made A team. So, you know, tell everybody. Molly, of course, is beside herself, yep. excited. I tell the family, and the response is literally, he's a walker. What did you expect? Type thing. And I'm like, that's fair. Yeah. You know, because Kelsey, my youngest, no, my older younger sister, my oldest younger sister mm-hmm. was an All-American softball player. Mm-hmm. Uh, at St. Mary's. Okay. Uh, I don't know if she still does, but she held hitting records at the school. Wow. For, I mean, if they're not, if, if she doesn't hold them anymore, she held them for years. Yeah, yeah. Uh, my other sister, Amy, is six one. She is a basketball player. Uh, I don't know that she ever really cared that much about sports. She was good at softball. She could hit. Her coordination is definitely a doe mm-hmm. or a fawn. Mm-hmm. Out the out of the womb, so she does. She's very clumsy, but I think if she actually actually cared about the sports that she played, she would have been great too. Because six one, yeah, you know, yeah, you're built done, for anything. Could have done something with that, but that's awesome. You man. know, whatever. So good yeah. for good for Riley. Proud of that boy. But uh, we're not here to talk about football or sports or anything else. We're here to talk about music. This is music unapologetically. And we got to get into something that uh, we have been, um, we haven't done before that we have been uh, chastised about because we don't uh, do this nearly enough. But you invited us uh, to a Florida Gators watch party. Yes. A couple weeks ago. Yep. Uh, Travis, 
Florida alum, cheerleader. Uh, I don't know if you ever had any uh, run-ins, romantic or uh, otherwise, with Aaron Hernandez, but was at the school. Met Aaron once. When that weirdo was there. One time. He was not very social with the rest of the team. Well, at least the ones that I... That you were. Yeah, Yeah. okay. So one time in passing. Yeah. But How did that go? I don't think... It was more of just like a, hey, what's up, man? Kind of a head nod, handshake. And then he probably went off and killed someone. (laughs) Went off and killed somebody. Or or had just... I mean, you know, timelines are are weird. Told Urban about it. Let Urban sweep it under the rug for him and on with life. But uh, yeah, so... You invite us to this uh, little watch party uh, at the Anchor Bar, and on the way to the watch party, uh, just listening to the music, it was pouring rain, so it took a minute to yeah, to get there because sixteen oh four was flooded. Sixteen oh four was flooding, so uh, it took a minute to get there. And I had Sirius XM on the radio going in nineties on nine, mm-hmm. not a station that I listened to very often previous to that but now i do because of this when i had sirius xm that was one of the stations that kept my subscription going yeah it was 90s and nine so the first the first station i put on is 70s on seven no it's um oh it's the alternative and grunge uh i know when you're talking about i can't think of what it's called right now but uh that's the one but yeah. i put it there was something on there that i didn't like Tom Morello's all over that thing, and I hate Tom Morello. Like, I hate listening to him talk. He's got a show, an hour-long show, mm-hmm. and I just, I hate it. It's so, like, here, listen to me in this band. Nikki now, Six has a show on the 90s one. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. In, in the evenings. I, I would, it's on, actually, it's on Sundays. Well, it used to be. I don't know if it's still going. I would probably prefer to listen to that because this whole um, Tom Morello thing is, here, listen to me uh, with... Rage Against the Machine. Now here, listen to me with Audio Slave. Now here, listen to me play this guitar for this obscure band that you've never heard of, but it really sucks. But and he's looking around like, to- is anyone listening? Yeah, and it's like, dude, like, okay, you love yourself. And he made a comment one time about Chris Cornell that I just, that's where I went, you know, kind of with, with my opinion on him. I just wish he wasn't such a good guitarist, you know what I mean? Yeah. So anyways, listening to that, and Sheryl Crow comes on. Mm-hmm. And I literally find myself like looking at like out of the windshield at the rain in a zone singing Sheryl Crow. And I'm like, yo, I don't listen to a whole lot and I don't appreciate a whole lot of female artists, Mm -hmm. but I like this. I could listen to this. And so I started making a playlist of my favorite females, you know, whatever. And she was definitely on there. Side note about Sheryl Crow. Okay. When I lived in Franklin, uh, Tennessee. Okay just outside of Nashville. Yep. I had a patient that was a police officer. Uh-huh. Franklin was very well-to-do. Yeah, yeah, it's where yeah. the money made in Nashville lived. Okay. And uh, had a cop that was a patient asked me if he ever had pulled over any celebrities that lived in town. Um, and he said he pulled over Cheryl Crow doing 55 and a 35 in her Prius. Oh, nice. And when he called it in, he didn't call in any names or anything. He just called him the plate number. And he said dispatch paused for a second and said is is this for real <laughs> that's awesome so what so as a cop what do you do he said he gave her a warning yeah <laughs> uh, yeah of course he did so another more appreciation towards Cheryl Crow uh more than just her music she opened Woodstock 99 oh god like opened it 
We watched the documentary on that. The train wreck. Yeah. Yeah. This is where I'm going with this. Yeah. She opened Woodstock 99. Mm -hmm. And then got the hell out of there when it started to go downhill. So, so I'm a fan of boobs. As she, her little halter top she had on. As most guys are, but I am not a fan of perverts. Perverts. And perverts. Preverts. Yeah. I'm not a fan of perverts hollering from the crowd. Show us your tits. Yeah. I, I don't like that. Yeah. And I feel like she handled that as perfect as anyone could. Mm-hmm. You're going to pay a lot more to see these than a $100 ticket. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. To get into Woodstock. So. Great documentary if you have Oh, it. yeah. Go watch Trainwreck, the documentary Netflix. of the 99 Woodstock. It is... Listen, it's probably a vibe that I would get down with right now still today. Mm, until the fires. Until the well, yeah. I mean, I'm surprised only three people died. Yeah, the only thing that I would not be down with that vibe is them gouging everything because. Oh yeah. You know you can go to a you can go to an H E B and get a bottle of water for ninety nine cents, and they were selling them for what eight to twelve bucks there. Mm-hmm. That's wild. After everything had already broken, right? They were forced. So, so yeah, so Shania Twain or Cheryl Crow. Cheryl Crow. And listen, when I think about female artists, a majority of the artists that I would actually listen to are going to be bunched up into like one genre, one era. But there's one, actually there's two. There's two females that really stick out. One is not in this era. That's from the 60s, Janis Joplin. Every time I listen to Janis Joplin, I listen to Janis Joplin with my dad. I listen to it by myself. Mm-hmm. I, to me, she is the queen of female. I'll say rock. Fair enough. I would throw her up there, the queen of female music. Period. Just depending on what you actually like, because you could yeah. go, because you could go with Janis Joplin if you're into that. You could go with Whitney Houston if you're into that. You could go with. Uh, Aretha Franklin and Ella Fitzgerald, Ella Fitzgerald and, and uh, um, Donna Summer. Right. You could go in that direction. I mean, there's so many directions to go. Well, it's the same thing with the guys. It's like saying, is Elvis the king of rock or is Chuck Berry the king of rock? You know, or is Buddy Holly the king Buddy of Holly. rock? Buddy Holly. You know, so like, if Buddy Holly doesn't die in the car crash, he's the king of rock and roll and... Plane crash. What did I say? Car crash. Car, yeah, plane crash. If he doesn't die in the plane crash, he is definitely the king of rock and roll and Elvis is just... He's just Elvis, you know? Which that... Watch that movie too. Is it good? Oh God! So, so Janis Joplin, mm-hmm. you know, up there, whatever. Then when I'm listening to other females, it's definitely going to be. And I started making this playlist. It was definitely a '90s female list. Yeah, because the females that you have today, I'm I'm not I'm not into that. I'm not some of them. I'm not there's, in. There's a lot of like radio hype behind females today, and the ones that. It's funny, I feel like the ones that are the best female vocalists now aren't doing new things because they did so much like a couple decades ago. Right. That it's like if Michael were still alive, like he wouldn't need to make any more music because it's like right. you've done all you need to do. Right, you know, absolutely. You, we're good just replaying your stuff. Right, you know? absolutely, 100%. I don't need Celine Dion to make another album. Right, you know? and, that, and that's, so, okay, so I've had this conversation with the old school rappers. I don't need Method Man to make a new album. I don't need Wu-Tang to get in the, 
I don't need them in in making an album. Uh-uh. If they do, I'm going to listen to it. Yes, Ghostface, and and that was actually Ghostface came out with an album a couple years ago, and that was the that that's what brought this conversation on. I don't need Ghostface in the in the studio right now making uh-uh. a 12 track album. I don't because what he did in the 90s was enough is good enough. Yeah, for me to go back and listen to. So. I, I'm glad you said that. It's like that. Christmas albums. People just need to stop making Christmas albums. Oh, my God. We got enough. Like, all the Christmas songs that need to be made were made. I hate Christmas anyway, so I don't want to hear Method Man or DMX's, you know, DMX's version of Rudolph the Red-Nosed Although Reindeer. Although it was a really good version of it. <laughs> so, give me, let's, let's go, uh, let's, let's do a back and forth here. Okay. So, you give me... Give me a female artist that you really like. Okay, so... And... Uh, a little bit why, and I'll agree or disagree, and then we can go back and forth for a handful. So what I want to do real quick is when I when I think about '90s female artists mm-hmm. in the group that I I have selected, and Cheryl Crow is definitely in that group, that genre. There's literally one female that's unequivocally, no debate, number one. Ninety nine point nine percent of people who are into females from the nineties. Can I guess who you're going to? We're going to do it on three. Okay. Okay. Ninety nine point nine percent of anybody who knows anything about nineties female music is going to say this name, and we're going to do it on three. Got okay. It. One, two, three. Alanis, Alanis Morissette. That's it. Absolutely one hundred. Now, the drop off between one and two. I don't know that it's huge just because we said Alanis Morissette is undebatably number one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't think it's huge because, to be honest, she would be 1A, and I would have a 1B as a Nora Jones. Nora Jones. Yeah. I love Nora I think, Jones. I think Nora Jones was good, but I think the I think the, 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 the celebrity and the popularity was definitely on Alanis' side. No, absolutely, 100%. It was, it's kind of like a, if um, – if you liked, um, you know, like if you got to like a like your favorite band or your favorite like lead singer has a secondary band, right? It's just as good, but you just don't know much about it. You know what I mean? Kind of like a and there and and there are exceptions to that rule because I like Audio Slave more than I like Soundgarden, right? Right there. So there's definitely there's definitely exceptions to the rule, but I but I agree with that. Nora Jones for me is more of a. Uh, nostalgia thing with my dad my dad loved Nora Jones I would walk into his office no matter where it was at and he would be Bible open Mm -hmm. studying and Nora Jones playing Nora Jones is playing in Austin phone call from my dad hey let's let's try to find tickets to Nora Jones Mm -hmm. uh type thing and so uh anytime she comes on a playlist or like just randomly on a on a Apple radio. I'm stopping and listening. I would love it, and 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 I'll throw her in with the Alanis Morissette, the Cheryl Crows, all of that, just because of the era. But I love that that what she does. I I I, I like her voice more than Alanis Morissette's, mm-hmm. just because I like that raspy raspy female voice and see i behind a piano i like alanis more because i like the yodely yeah like that yodely just she's the only one that ever sang like that right real twangy uptick at the end kind of kind of squealy right yeah absolutely now i'll say this also i appreciate alanis more set now 
in my 40s than I did back in the 90s when I was a teenager because that jagged little pill, mm-hmm. Alanis was a weirdo. Mm-hmm. She had that long, stringy, gross hair. All the music hair. videos were weird. The music videos were weird. I didn't understand at that time lyrics. The harmonica. The Right, but <laughs> I mean, but it's I, it's cool though, you listen, know. I can't really say anything about the harmonicas because I, I was a big blues. I was about to say, but fan. that's the thing is, you had you had blues traveler, right? And then making you had Alanis that, making that popular, and you're like, huh. But as you get as you get older, and you see Alanis getting older and much more beautiful, uh-huh. she's aging well. She's aging very well, and I feel like her music is aging. Just as finely oh, yeah. as she is. Well, you got to think now. You think about her parents that were listening to that then when they're our age, and right. they're like, "This is what this is how they heard it." Yeah, and I'm like, I see why my mom liked Alanis. Yeah, even though my mom wasn't a big '90s music fan, I right. see why she liked Alanis. I don't know if my dad liked Alanis more set or not. I know he liked Cheryl Crow. I know he liked Cheryl like, Crow a lot. I feel like Alanis would have been a little too not polished enough for your old man. Uh, I mean. My dad listened to some weird stuff, so I mean, I I, I just don't know. I don't. I, I would have to get with one of my sisters to find out if he indeed enjoyed hmm. Alanis Morissette. But like I said, she's number one, and ninety nine percent of anybody is going to say that as well. Now, yeah. where we deviate is aside from Alanis Morissette in the nineties. Now, granted, her career mostly eighties and some 90s and we joke about this person all the time okay well you you hate it i love it is whitney okay i don't hate whitney as a person i just am not a fan of her music do you know i so let me ask this okay Okay. because we never dived into this we just pick at each other about it right do you not like whitney's voice do you not like her songs do you not like her style because on pure vocals alone her range her control like her like just the power she sings with is is un, I mean is is incredible. Okay, so I'll say this, okay? And I'll throw another name out there. You say range. Range doesn't impress me. Okay? Octave range doesn't impress you. And I, and I'll give you an example of why it annoys me, okay? okay. Mariah Carey. I knew you were going to say that. Amazing range. Mm-hmm. She can mm-hmm. and it's very very yeah. high pit. I yeah. don't like that. I'm not I, that when you're doing that in a song. Oh, oh my god! Oh, but uh, now now let me play devil's advocate here. Okay. One of the greatest vocalists, period, of all time, also had one of the biggest ranges of all time. Okay. Freddie Mercury. Freddie Mercury. Okay. But he's not in that high squeaky like. Oh, that hurts. Yeah, but Whitney was never a squeaker like Mariah was. Right. She sang when she sang high octaves. It was like a like a a belly diaphragm, right? Like powerful. Mariah squeals. I also will say this in regards to the Mariahs and the Whitneys and the Beyonces. I'm just not into that genre of music. That's fair. You know what I mean? Like I'm not seeking out female R and B, if that's what if that's what you call it. You so know what I mean? Do you like you like neo soul females? Erica Badu, Macy Gray. So that's a whole different like. And and the same thing goes for Macy Gray and Erica Badu as it goes with Nora Jones. Their raspy voices yeah. are gorgeous to me. Yeah. Like I could listen to that to to drive in a car or I or they can they can sing me to sleep. 
So then, in a me, good way. So let me ask this then: one person you and I do agree on, uh-huh. Lauren Hill. Absolutely. Okay. One hundred percent. Now, Lauren Hill, yes, she had she covered a few genres, right? But she does have some R and B stuff, right? Do you appreciate her as an R and B singer? So I appreciate her as an R and B singer. <laughs> Because I don't feel like her R&B singing is as R&B-E mm-hmm. as the Whitney's and, and Mariah's and Beyonce's and whatever. It's more of a hip-hop singing type. You know what I mean? Does mm-hmm. that make sense? Yeah, yeah. Like she's got her she's got her songs where she's actually like actually singing. Yeah. But she's not like, it's but, not doing this. But you like Tony Braxton. I, I'm, I. I'm okay with Tony Braxton. I'm okay with uh, Mary J. Blige. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's she's the queen of R&B. That's stuff that I will. I'm, I mean, I'm not going to turn it off if it's on. But I don't know, man. Whitney just didn't ever. She just never blew my skirt up. You know. Mm. Same with Mariah. Mariah. See, Mariah was. I more, liked Mariah in the '90s when she was young, and it was like kind of poppy. The song with Boys to Men was huge because they were in it too. But like. I I never was I agree with you on that. I never was a like a massive Mariah fan and the fact that she is the number one artist for the most single number ones or if she hasn't been beaten she still is. Like that that's just very odd to me and it makes me think like that number one spot is kind of tainted with just the era she was in and right. how music was starting to grow and be disseminated way easier that she could be the top singles number one right. female artist it's just very odd to me it was uh you know i put it on instagram <laughs> the other day getting people to uh tell me there you like that haven't had it yet oh, okay. i've seen how much caffeine was in it but uh getting people to send me female artists that they like and jazz homeboy jazz uh texted and said old mariah pre crazy mariah 90s mariah and I was like, oh, okay. Like, I don't, I don't see you jamming. Mm-hmm. I don't see you jamming early '90s Mariah. It's weird, mm-hmm. but I mean, to each his own, you know. Of mm-hmm. course. Uh, so yeah. So Whitney. I mean, when I did the when we did the top fifty with Wes and Jazz of all the rappers, mm-hmm. I threw some names out there just as respect names. Snoop Dogg. Not a big Snoop Dogg fan. After Doggy Style. Uh, but but he's he was on my list as a respect uh, as a respect addition. So I mean, if I if I had to make a list and I had to rank them, which I don't want to do, mm-hmm. I would throw Whitney on there as a respect addition. Okay, I would not put Beyonce on my list. I wouldn't either. I wouldn't put Mariah on my list. I wouldn't put any of these any of these idiots today on my list. Uh, because I still feel like music is is dead mm-hmm. right now. Oh yeah. Um, uh, but yeah. So, anyways, so that's that's the top of my list. Give me a. Now, are we doing singers or female artists? No, we're doing artists because, and I'm glad you said that okay? because I like Queen Latifah and Shaka Khan. Okay, so I'm into that. Yeah. No, we're doing artists, uh, not just singers. Uh, and I'll say this too: bands. I'm not uh, okay, and I'll say. Let me. I should have prefaced with this. I should have started with this. I'm not into females trying to rock my ears off. Yeah, me either. Cindy Lauper. Uh, no, not even that. Like I'll go a little further. Okay, Hole. Don't even know who that is. That's um, 
Courtney Love. Oh, God, no. no I don't no. want... No, you're trying to be your husband. I no. don't want females trying to be rock stars. I want you to sing... So you don't the, like the Cranberries? I love the Cranberries. That's... What about the Bangles? I, nah, not so much into the Bangles. And, 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 and again, there's exceptions to all the rules. I don't want to listen to Hull. I don't want to listen to Luscious Jackson. I don't want to listen to all that. However... I think Shirley Manson has a great voice mm. for a rock band. Yeah. Garbage. Yeah. Uh, and then you said it, Dolores from the Cranberries yeah. has a very, very beautiful voice. Are, and you she... from, are you familiar with Ginger? No. Ginger is a like heavy metal band uh-huh. that has a redheaded lead singer that's a female, and she is. I inc- bet she's crazy. Incredible. I bet she's crazy. She's incredible. If she's redhead, Ginger. Yeah, yeah of course. But Dolores O'Deardrin. From the Cranberries. Yep. Uh, she died a few years ago. Really? Yeah. And uh, the Cranberries are one of my... I mean, I listened to them in the 90s. I had... I bought albums mm. of the Cranberries. Uh, after she died, and actually, I say after she died, to, I think last year, they put out a Remembering Dolores album. Mm. You should go listen to it. It's pretty good. Mm. But I can definitely get into that with the Cranberries and Garbage. But that's where it stops. I don't... I'm not trying to get into the hard, you know, the harder, mm. as hard as a female can rock, you know, type. What about I, Tracy Chapman? I love Tracy Chapman. I think she's super. In- instrumentalist and vocalist. I think she's super duper underrated. For sure. And I think Fast Car is one of my favorite, top favorite songs ever. Mm. I love that song. As cliche as it sounds and as one hit wonder as she was. Mm. Of course, her one hit is one of my favorite songs. I love you Tracy know, Chapman. On the same line as Tracy Chapman, I think somebody that's underappreciated, they really only had one big song, too, was um, Michelle Indicella that sang uh, Wild Nights. I think if I heard... Cover. I, like, I've heard that... The, oh. Doom, doom, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, she had a great voice. Very Tracy Chapman-esque, but deeper. One that, that I don't like admitting from the 90s that I do like is Sarah McLaughlin. Uh, yeah, she had a couple, you know. She had a couple of those. I think that I, I think I would like Sarah McLaughlin more if she didn't do that ASPCA, ASPCA commercial. That's exactly where I was going with that, dude. The ASPCA makes me so mad that they picked her because I wanted to to keep on liking her. Uh, what about TLC? I love TLC. I love that Weezer chose to uh, cover a TLC song. That's two groups that I love so much coming together, mm-hmm. you know, not purposely maybe on TLC's part, but they killed it. You know, mm-hmm. it's funny listening to a dude sing those female, uh, lyrics, mm-hmm. you know, but I mean, I would expect nothing less from Weezer. When I was young, I thought it was like, my uh, my mission in life to figure out who Jason Waterfall was, <laughs> and no. why they wanted him to go. They they didn't want him to go. Well, in my head, it was oh yeah, it was go go. go. It was go go <laughs> go go Jason Waterfall. Duh. I was like, who's this guy, and why do they want him to go so bad? Man, if I knew you back in the day, I would have never thought you would have been a doctor. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's like Jimmy, you know. Yeah, he, I didn't know he was gay. Oh, excuse, excuse me, me while, while I, I kiss, kiss this guy. guy. Yeah. yeah. Then I got older and realized he wasn't gay. I was just an idiot. And he was kissing the sky. He was kissing the sky. Yeah. Uh, what about? Uh, so, which way? Which direction do you want to go? Do you want to go forward or backward? Uh, let's go. Let's go backward. Okay. Um. So let's go. 
50s to 70s? See, that's where... Okay, so 50s, I don't know. I don't know much. So, I, so 60s would be Janice. 50s, the only, like, your, your big 50s artists and for females, they were so underground because it just wasn't just that, widely that was, accepted. But, right. like, Big Mama Thornton. I don't know. That's saying Hound Dog. Okay. That's where Elvis got Hound Dog from. Really? Yeah. Um, big, she was Mama, a, big Mama Thornton was nothing but a Hound Dog? She sang Hound Dog. Wow. Yep. Okay. So she was a very big pioneer in the, like, kind of the Ray Charles era. Okay. You know, she was that, like, small venue, just, and she had, you talking about raspy voice, that real soulful, like, and I say this with all respect, that soulful big black woman, just yeah. that, uh, you yeah. know, that that's her. Okay. Like, that's her. She's that, that woman. Okay. Yeah. So she was a boss, and she probably paved the way for a lot more female artists in the 60s and 70s, like Aretha, Ella Fitzgerald, like a lot of these powerful, like powerful black female vocalists. Okay. She's the one that was like the foundation for them to build on. I want to do something real quick. Now that you have mentioned big, strong black women with big, strong voices. I don't know if I have ever told you about this band. But I'm going to play a little something right here. Uh, Let's do this right here. Let me make sure my volume is not going to kill everybody. Oh, no, no. That's not what I want. While you look that up, I just want to, I'm not going to play anything. I just want to tell people about, there's a girl named Layla Hathaway. Okay. Modern day jazz vocalist. Okay. We can get into <clears throat> She's jazz a vocalist. Polyphonic singer. Oh nice. And if you've never heard her sing polyphonic, there's a video of her with her band just doing like a song and then they get into, you know, kind of a breakdown, you know, kind of a you know, a scat kind of singing and she sings polyphonic. Okay. Hits two notes at the, at, at the same time and it's unreal. You ever heard the Alabama Shakes? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Love her. Yeah. She is a a big, strong black woman with a gorgeous voice. I love this. I can listen to her sing every day, and I do. She so, actually goes on playlists, and when I was making actually my list uh-huh. uh, of all these, I absolutely forgot about it until you said that. My ex, when I lived in Nashville, her dad was in a like Americana band. And he played the washboard, and one of the guys, the lead guitarist, played uh-huh. the played um, the steel steel acoustic. Okay. And a saw. He played a saw, a bow with a bow. Their lead singer was a strong, big black female singer, uh-huh. and she would belt out. Oh my god! That's awesome. She would, and they. She had one of those old school microphones is like the mono mics yeah. so when she would sing and it would come through this it's if you felt like you were trans like just completely sent back to the 50s yeah and we're listening to this woman sing like in a dark club it was incredible that's awesome so incredible i like that a lot i wish i could remember their band because like the name of the band because they like their music's out like we could find i bet i, bet I could find it yeah you'd love them man yeah i like that so uh I feel like, and the way she dresses to her her concerts mm-hmm. and everything, she definitely belongs in the fifties. 
like just a dress Mm -hmm. that you would see, you know, uh, Wally Cleaver's mom wearing, Mm -hmm. you know, type thing. I love it. I love it. So, yeah, 50s, I'm I'm not super familiar with it. So, Etta James was, she's more 60s, I think, her and Aretha. Yeah, so 60s, you can definitely uh, get a better conversation out of me. Mm-hmm. Uh, probably more geared toward uh, Janice, of course, Janice Joplin. Uh, I feel like if she did not pass away so early, she would definitely be the the queen of uh, female artist. There was somebody that we didn't talk about in the 90s we just got to touch on. Who's that? Aaliyah. Oh, yeah. Oh, no, we'll make our way back. Okay. I promise. Okay. Uh, the 70s? I The 70s for me, when I think of, like, the top female vocals, like, I lean way towards disco. Okay. Like, Donna Summer, um, the, like, well, the Springs are more 60s, I guess. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, Donna Summer for me is, like, when I think of the quintessential 70s female vocalist, I don't go to rock because there was so many, just Southern and, cla- you know, the, that classic rock was just all men. But I think about, like, Donna Summer, like Diana Ross. Right. And I just think, like, that, to me, is the 70s female for... Okay, I, I can I agree with of. that. But if I'm going to the 70s, when I get to the 70s, I'm I'm thinking heart. Okay. Ah, Barracuda. Mm-hmm. You know? Yep. That's, that's kind of my direction in... Because I mean that's that's the that's the music I grew up with is the classic rock, mm-hmm. you know. When it was, they, it doesn't exist anymore. But when I was younger, the classic rock station was one hundred four point five KZEP, and so that's you know they're mixing in Barracuda and Heart and uh, all that with that music. Also in the seventies, and this is another one that we are going to disagree on, probably till the day we oh, die. God, not again. Yes. Fleetwood Mac. <laughs> so the first, the first time we ever talked about it, she was uh, uh, a frog, and now she's apparently a goat. She was which, a goat from the from the South Park episode. She is uh, the goat <laughs> of females in the seventies. You're right, greatest of all time. So quick, like so. Here's here's a, a quick list of, <laughs> of like top seventies females. Just okay. I mean, that know a lot of cross cross generations. You have Diana Ross, Olivia uh-huh. Newton John, rest in peace, Kate Bush. Which a lot of her stuff is more '80s, but they'll give it to her. Ella Fitzgerald, Barbara Streisand, Donna Summer, Aretha, uh, Linda Ronstadt, which we talk about off off camera. Mm-hmm. Um, I think her biggest stuff was more '90s. Okay. Uh, Dolly definitely big '70s. Okay. Yeah. Gloria Estefan, um, Bonnie Tyler, Patti LaBelle, Cass Elliott, uh, kind of Gloria list- Gaynor, You're- Joan Jett. Joan Jett. There you go. Uh, yeah. Cindy Lauper was York. she eighties. Cindy Lauper was eighties. Yeah. Okay. That song. Um, <laughs> that uh, we are the world. Yeah. Watching oh. Michael Jackson re- react to her when she started singing. I've never seen it. Oh my god, it's so funny. It's like a behind the scenes of them making that video, and she goes, she comes in with this like wow, 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 and like Michael's like. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I don't know that. I could ever take Michael seriously if he was ever calling anybody a weirdo. You know what I mean? Like, man, you, have you ever met so-and-so? They are strange. And I'd be like, what's your barometer of strange, dude? Because you are That's my like the barometer. the pot calling the kettle crazy. Right. <laughs> like, you're, you're 
a part of my barometer of strange, buddy. I use you as yeah. the example. <laughs> Are you stranger or less strange than Michael? Right. What decade? Yeah. 90s Michael. Oh, yes. Oh. Much, much less strange. Uh, so, yeah, but, 70s? 70s, yeah. Classic rock is... is I mean that's the that's the direction I would be yeah. I would be going the Fleetwood Mac the Heart yeah the Pat Benatar is she seventies she's more eighties more eighties okay which I mean is a perfect segue yeah eighties Pat Benatar Pat Benatar Cindy Lauper um, the chick from the Eurythmics I don't remember the I can't remember her name sing the Eurythmics song um, and I run oh. I run so far away Wait, that's a girl The red-headed one, yeah Oh, wow, She's okay Red short hair, yeah uh, And then you got your, you know, Pat Benatar, I think, is the queen of Of the 80s Of the 80s, just, I mean, the woman was an opera singer turned rock Okay And when I saw her sing in concert with Journey and Loverboy And she walks out on stage She wasn't even the first set She just walked out on stage, sang the national anthem and walked off. And walked back off until her set. And everybody in the crowd was like, oh, my, that's that's how we're going to start this? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay. Good yeah, ticket purchase. Boss. Pat Benatar is such a badass. Yeah. Uh, 80s. Yeah. Let's see. Yeah, like your Cindy Lauper. Yeah. Um, 80s. Listen, we love 80s music, but 80s females. Shaka Khan. 80s. Late 80s, early 90s. Shaka Khan. Yeah. Not. Um, I'm trying to think who else is big 80s. Let's see. Big eighties. Nope. And a lot of these a lot of these names from before are gonna cross over because they were more seventies and eighties. Sinead O'Connor, Celine Dion started in the eighties. Uh huh. Atlantis actually started in the eighties. Was that Jack Jagged Little Pills was eighties? Mm, no, no, no. This she got her start singing in the eighties. Oh, oh, got it. Dolly obviously crossed over. Stevie crossed over. Janet Jackson was before she kinda went big. Yeah. Paul Abdul. Oh. Good one. Yeah. Yeah. Great performer. Yeah. Decent voice. Decent voice. But she, she was a great performer. You know, the, I think she was, I feel like Paula Abdul, I think her biggest contribution to music is she is like the pink before pink was pink. Like performer. Oh man. Dancer, big concerts, cool music videos with like a lot of like stuff going on. Like I feel like she paved the way for like what Madonna was trying to do and like the, kind of like the. Like I'm, I'm so different that like I'm on the fringe, and Paul Abdul was like still in the main, like in the spotlight, but was still very like Pink. big, you know. Yeah. I think Paula Abdul was most popular just because she was so good looking. She was very good looking. Still is. You're beautiful. Uh, she looks plastic now, dude. Kylie Minogue. Don't know who that is. She was pretty big. Um, These are still '80s. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was a Paula Abdul fan. I think I had a poster on my wall at one point. The Bengals. Yeah. Pat Benatar, Shaka Khan. Um, Whitney, of course. Tina Turner. Tina Turner. That's one that I've been waiting. Yeah. I didn't. Yeah. Okay. 80s. Yeah, she was big eighty. She would be. She would definitely be up there as as if you're if you're trying to make a a king of of rock and roll or a queen. Mm-hmm. Tina Turner would definitely be up there. I think Tina is to the eighties what Atlantis was to the nineties. Her Pat Benatar. I mean, depending on what genre you want to go towards. Yeah, I would definitely lean toward Pat Benatar, but... Yeah, 1A, 1B. Yeah, yeah. 90s. 
This is where we can have a whole episode. Yeah. I mean, we covered a lot of the good ones. So we far. covered a lot of the good ones, but there's still a lot of good ones that we haven't covered. Jewel, yeah. underrated. Very underrated. Fiona Apple, underrated. Underrated for sure. Tori Amos, underrated. Mm-hmm. Here's one that is definitely up there with the Atlantis and the um, Nora Jones for me, and that's no doubt in Gwen Stefani. And I think, and I think she can stand alone because her genre. I mean, she was she was the punk girl, and I put yeah. her, and I'll put her up there with Pink because Pink was kind of in that same genre as well. I I struggle with Gwen Stefani, not because I don't like her, because you, when her stuff would come on the radio, like it was catchy, you'd listen to it, and she's a great singer, she's a great performer, but I never sought her music out. It was like if it's on. Like I dig it, and people put it on. I don't tell them to change it, but I like did. I wasn't a. I got to go find the newest Gwen Stefani song or the newest No Doubt song. I did. You, know? you did. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I was. I just. I mean, yeah. I liked it, but it wasn't everything. For and me. it was. And it was actually. <laughs> it was actually her. The No Doubt. I'm just a girl that. Yeah. Sucked me I mean in. that song. Yeah. That song is it's a, a great, great song. song. Um, but then she went solo, mm-hmm. which was upsetting to me. She had a couple of songs that were that were pretty good, uh, but one that she sampled, uh, Biggie, that luxurious song, mm-hmm. um, that sucked me back in. Yeah, because that banana song. <laughs> yeah, it was rough. Yeah, that was that, that was, was a bad time. That was rough. Um, for that, yeah, that was definitely a bad time for Gwen. But then she sampled Biggie, and I'm back. But I'll definitely go back and listen to No Doubt still to this day. Just because they were great. I mean, that's stuff I, that was on the radio when I was growing up. You know, that same 90s. It's where you start to get into like popularity versus talent. You know, because that's, you know, you and I have talked about how like the 90s was kind of the last frontier of good music. Good and music. The 2000s yeah. started kind of killing it off. But you got some artists that were late 90s. You know, uh-huh. like you get into your your Christinas and your Britneys. Yeah, I you know? didn't want to bring them up. I know what well, you got to. Um, you also get into like early Shakira and Jennifer Lopez. Talk about sounding like a frog. Yeah, Shakira. Jennifer Lopez. No, it's Shakira. No, I'm saying Jennifer Lopez. Oh, Jennifer. Yeah, I mean, you know, there's there's this like weird conspiracy theory about some artist in Holly and and like in the music space that they aren't actually singing their songs; they're just a figurehead like a face because the music industry recognized like, say yeah, like, so the, the, the examples are recently, I don't know if you've heard, but if you slow down Nicki Minaj, it's Jay-Z not kind of sounds like Jay-Z it's Jay-Z. Okay. If you slow down post Mal- or speed up post Malone, it's Justin Bieber. <laughs> so like these, there's this conspiracy theory that, um, Hollywood will find, or you know, the music industry will have one good artist, but then to create another big successful artist, they can just pitch up or down their music and just put a face on it. Yeah. But if you, I'm sorry, if you listen to, so are there videos on YouTube that actually slows it down for you? Yeah. I'll show you one. Yeah. Because the the um, Nicki Minaj and Jay Z, that's intriguing. Super intriguing. 
Okay, so I don't know. Maybe that's just coincidence when you slow it down and computerize it so much, but I don't. I don't. I chimpanzees is hating, but I take it all in stride. I chimpanzees is hating, but I take it all in stride. Listen, I don't. Turn that off. I'm trying. <laughs> trying. Listen, I don't know that Jay Z would get in and sing some of those lyrics. Why not? I mean, why? More money. I don't know, man. I don't, I don't know. I'll believe anything in the music industry nowadays. I mean, honestly. So who who are musicians selling their soul to these days? Is it Jay-Z? Besides the devil? Yeah. That's like a, such a big thing, man. He's like, these artists are like are so vocal about it now. Like, oh, I like went to these parties and they made me sign it like an, like a... a you know, non-disclosure agreement. Right. Give my phone at the front door. And yeah. Like, that's some dude. Some like they're starting to talk more, man. Yeah, that's Alicia Keys. Yo, okay. So I wrote her down. I was wondering when we were gonna get to her. I can listen to her music all day long, and I can look at her. She's beautiful. Oh my yes, Alicia Keys. Let me let me let me reword this because I was gonna say it the one way, and I want to say it the other way. Okay. <laughs> John Legend is the male Alicia Keys. In regards to. Just talent and, like, when I think about, like, piano vocalists, okay, I think yeah, about yeah. those two, okay. and I feel like I like her more than I like him. Oh, I like her. I, mean, I love John Legend, don't get me wrong, but I like Alicia some of, Keys... I like some of John Legend. Alicia Keys is the original. Right. But, you, man, but then I get on the internet and Instagram and all this stuff, and I see her standing next to Swiss Beats, and I'm like, man... What a waste. You remember Maya and Brandy? Yeah. That and Monica. Boy. And Monica. That yeah. Boy is mine. Monica and Brandy did a versus recently, didn't they? Did they? Yeah. I want to say a few months ago. Can we name like the top 90s female? Our artists? own. Besides Atlantis? Our Different own. Different genre. Different. Uh, See if you can guess it. Hip hop. Who? Yours? Um. Missy Elliott. Yeah. Yeah. I know that. Yours is Lauren Hill. I know that. Mine is definitely Lauren Hill. Uh, but with a splash of Missy and Trina and... Lil' Kim. Lil' Kim and Eve and Queen Latifah. Debrat. And Debrat. Yeah. Like Those it. are real female rappers. Yeah. This, this crap that these kids listen to today, they're all hoes. That's all it is. It's them... Uh, publicizing it's, shock value. it's it's publicizing their sluttiness. You know, uh, Katie and I laughed about this when we were watching the Elvis movie. Uh-huh. How he faced all of this like legal turmoil because he was shaking his hips while he was on stage. Right. And I was like, how funny is it that sixty years later you got girls singing about wet ass? Yeah. Horrible. Horrible. And the music videos are. Like softcore porn. I feel bad for our our kids. The youths. Yeah, I feel bad for the youths because they think the music that they're getting today 
is music golden. No, they just think it's music. And when they get to be our age, they're going to be telling their kids, man, you should have heard what we were listening to. You should have, like, oh, man, you should hear Lil Yachty. He was. There's some funny videos that were popping up online of, like, people dress like old like people that like young people dressed up as like grandmas and like in their deathbed like put on my favorite song from when i was a girl and it starts playing Nicki minaj <laughs> like Listen, Cardi B. that's horrible <laughs> that's horrible dude like Ugh. yeah these kids today back in my day they just have no idea so the other day uh when i was at work uh back in the in the kitchen area they like to put on loud music whatever and so one of the girls was going up to start the the speaker and i walked up to her and i said can i have the aux cord first can i just can i pick can i pick the first song Mm -hmm. and she goes yeah sure so of course i went to method man i put on what the blood clot and none of these kids understood what was happening one guy who was a little older walked through and go, oh, Method Man? And I was like, yeah. Thank God. Yeah. And everybody else was like, yo, who gave this guy the aux cord? And I was like, oh, no. I got to go. going to take your belt off. I got to start smacking everybody, spanking everybody. Yeah. So, I don't know, man. I think females do hold their right place in. Uh... So, Madonna. No. No? Nope. I didn't even want to bring her up because every list that I saw that was actually ranking had Madonna as number one, and it yeah. made me mad. And well, it's because I mean you got to look at what they're going. I'm probably going off a of record sale. But she was she was doing the same thing back in the '80s and '90s that I was just complaining about. Like you were publicizing your hoeness. Yeah, well, I mean you know? that's it's a you know it's every guess, every generation has one. And right? I guess that's gotta, a, I guess that might have been around the time where the whole big advertising sex sells yeah. slogan came mm-hmm. and Madonna well, my, Madonna Cyrus, jumped on it. Miley Cyrus was this generation's Madonna. Yeah, and every generation's got one. There's just yeah, there's, yeah, every generation's got got your trash. Mm-hmm. You know, it just seems more prevalent now because of the kids who are more willing to accept that trash mm-hmm. as actual music whereas if Nicki Minaj and Cardi B and all of them were in the 90s going up against Missy Elliott and Trina and all of them, they'd have got booed off the stage. Mm-hmm. Hands down, 100%. There's no debate mm-hmm. that Eve would have outperformed Cardi B in the 90s. No, oh, for sure. And Missy Elliott would have outperformed Nicki Minaj. Mm-hmm. And, Missy, or, or, and Queen Latifah would have been outperforming that that hoe from uh, Houston, what's her name? Um, the Stallion. Oh, girl. Megan Stallion. Yeah. yeah. What about what about um, maybe lesser known like country and like American like folk singers like Amy Grant? Amy Grant was good. I liked Amy Grant. Um, but, Debbie Gibson. Yeah. Take away the drama, okay, and all the political nonsense. Nonsense. Okay. The chicks, uh, when they were the Dixie Chicks, yeah, yes, absolutely. I love their song. Now, I like the, the, the they had a great harmony. They did. The fact that they played instruments was, I mean, they were all incredible guitarists. Fiddle, their fiddle player, right? Incredible. But if you're gonna if you're gonna talk country, it's Reba. Reba, absolutely. Why Reba. Nona Judd? Reba is definitely the George Strait of the female. 
Yeah, I agree. The female side of country. Yeah, Winona Judd. I think. Winona Martina Judd McBride. Good. Yeah. Faith. Faith Hill. Hill. Yeah. She was 90s, yeah? Yeah. Yeah. Tim McGraw's wife. Um, I'm trying to think who else. Very good. Like, country? Country? That's... I liked... They were, I, I, I had a little bit more leeway, I think, on the countryside for women than I did other genres just because they you know they, they could tell stories really well and you had Dolly that kind of paved the way for that yeah. Patsy Cline Pat, listen I'll tell you a funny story and we'll close with this Patsy Cline uh, my mother had a CD when I was younger and I'm talking like third fourth fifth grade whatever and uh, she would tell us to clean our room we wouldn't she mm-hmm. would tell us to clean our room we wouldn't she would tell us to clean our room we wouldn't mm-hmm. and she came in one day with that Patsy Cline CD and she put it on our boom box I'm not turning this off until this room is to my liking get up and clean your room and I don't think I've ever done a deep clean so quick in my life to get that trash off of my boombox as I did that day <laughs> no disrespect to Patsy Klein it's just not what I'm looking not for at that, not, not at that not at that not, age not at 12 years old imagine Riley listening to Patsy Klein. but that was me anyways these women uh, I feel like they need more respect. Maybe we'll start incorporating them more into these music episodes as they should be where they belong. But uh, anyways, dude, we're like we're right at an hour, actually. One hour and 13 seconds. Well, you know, I, I do want to point out that it is 2022 and that we cannot assume that these are all women. Anyways, with that, we'll catch y'all later. Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com.